Eye to Eye Sports. This is Dorm Room Sports Talk. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. We're back for the season finale of Dorm Room Sports Talk. We're amped. We got a good show to finish off this season. We're actually going to be getting into video next season. We're going to put our stuff on YouTube, so it should be good. Should be exciting, but let's turn it over to Tristan to uh, see what's on the board. All right, boys, season finale, big episode here. So in the NBA, we're going to talk Oladipo and how, in some people's minds, the Pacers look like to be the one winning the trade in that Thunder Pacers deal. Um, Also, going on to the Thunder, what's up with them? How do they fix themselves? They are just terrible right now, not playing their best basketball. Also, Boogie Cousins, we've been hearing some trade rumors, potential destinations for him. Also, we talk a little little Ball Brothers to Lithuania, little LeVar Ball in there. Then to the MLB, we talk to Giancarlo Stanton trade. Are the Yankees a team to beat um, in the American League? Then we go to the NFL, we give ourselves a Pats Steelers preview. And with the injury to Carson Wentz, are the Eagles still contenders with Nick, Fo- Nick Foles running the offense? Also, what are the chances that the Packers and Cowboys uh, will be able to make the playoffs? And then we'll finish up with our NFL picks. So let's start with the NBA. Uh, Victor Oladipo has been absolutely balling for the Pacers this year. That's his team. He has taken it over. He's scoring points. Um but he's been better than Paul George this year, arguably. Guys, what are your thoughts on Oladipo in, in his breakout year? Well, that was going to be my uh, my main point there. Not only is he uh, doing better than his own uh, projection, but he's he's doing better than Paul George uh, was last year. He, he has more points per game. He has more uh, assists per game, more steals per game, and a better field goal percentage this year than... Paul George did last year. Obviously, this is a smaller sample size, but it's it's definitely something to keep your eye on. As for outliving his own expectations, he has 12 25-point games this year, and the most in a season before this year was four. I, I don't know if that's a lack of playing time, and now he has a, a better opportunity, but absolutely, the Pacers, you should keep your eye on them. Their 16-11 and 11 record is very promising. I'm very happy for Victor Oladipo. I'm very happy for the Pacers that this Paul George trade that I thought was terrible, uh, I thought that I think it might actually work out. Uh, but does it matter? No, absolutely not. The Pacers are not relevant in the East. They're not going to be relevant for a while. So as, as, as nice as it is to see him do well, I don't, don't, I don't think it matters at all. Well, Oladipo, um, I'm, I'm agreeing with Tim. He's absolutely balling. Uh, he's 10th in the league in scoring, shooting 49% from the field, 44% from the arc. Stopped the Cavs' winning streak, scoring 33 that night, and then dropped a career-high 47 points. The Pacers are 16-11. and 11. Uh, He's just, you know, another player like Kevin Durant who's absolutely thriving without Russell Westbrook. Um, I think last year he was a sidekick to him. And now that he's got his own team, he's really showing how, how good of a player he can be. Yeah, I mean, Oladipo's being a beast. He's not like Kevin Durant in any way but he's putting up 24.5 points a game that's better than Paul George any of his seasons that he was in Indiana and I also want to point out this is a very young team Oladipo's only 25 Miles Turner guy, Turner Sabonis they're putting up double digit points has been a huge they're putting up d- double digit points at age 21 this is a really good team and people underestimate how good a head coach Nate McMillan 
than Nate McMillan is. He's been around forever, 14 years as an NBA head coach, dealt with a lot of young guys. He's a really good NBA coach. I think it's fitting on a night like tonight. We actually talk about this topic when Paul George actually makes his return tonight to Bankers Fieldhouse, and we'll see a good one. But let's talk Oladipo. He was terrible on the Thunder last year. I think we can all you know, come to that conclusion that the guy was... Well, Nick thinks he's Kevin Durant for some reason. Right. No, well, he's thri- I said he's similar to Kevin he Durant. Was little, he's thriving that's without a good Russell. Point. All right, that's all right, all right. Yeah. Little to nothing, no contribution on that Thunder team last year whatsoever. But, you know, they gave him the reins to this franchise. Him and Turner are doing it. Turner is going to be, uh, you know, one of those one of those big-time talents. Big man can stretch, can handle the ball. So I think they have a bright young future. I think they'll get into the playoffs maybe as a seven seed. And... I, Maybe they'll cause some 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 heat in the, well, in the I don't, playoffs, okay. but I'm not sure who I'm they can be in it. seven games. Well, let I'm me just sure say this here, games. okay? The Pacers have now won 13 of their last 15 regular season games versus the Cavaliers. Could that translate into the playoffs? Absolutely Maybe. not. Maybe. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. I'm just saying right, wait, it's, it's not going to be open no, no, and no. closed like you think it is. Are you are you sitting here and telling me that a Victor Oladipo-led team is going to beat LeBron four times in two weeks? I'm not saying they're going to. I'm saying it's a lot more likely than you think. That is ridiculous. That's, that's the dumbest thing on this show ab- in this entire season. I, I, I really I, hope it happens. I, can't, I, 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 I really want it to happen, especially if they are the seventh seed and the Celtics are number one. That would be... That would be the best series of my life if if the what Pacers are you beat the Cavaliers. About? Be a sweep. Are you LeBron on drugs? I don't. I don't believe that. I don't are you, believe. Are that. you crazy? I don't think the Pacers will win, but I think it won't be a sweep. I think that. I think it goes six games. Okay, Oladipo's wow. average, averaging twenty five points or whatever. Twenty four. Isaiah and a half. Thomas averaged twenty nine last year, and he is the second best player on that team. You're actually he's saying not, that a Le, that Victor Oladipo is going to beat LeBron in a playoff I didn't say series. that. I said he's going to beat been to them a million to straight him. finals. No, I'm I'm clarifying my point here. Okay, that's they're not going to win the series because why would they? I'm saying they might, Um, and (laughs) and they're definitely not going to get swept. This kid's out of his mind. I disagree. You've got to be on drugs or something. That's ridiculous. Bizarre, but hey. They're looking good. Let's check how, them out how can tonight. you argue with thirteen of the last fifteen? Tim, the cast. Victor Oladipo is the best player on the Indiana Pacers right now. Match up against the Cavs in a seven-game series. He's going to be keyed on. He's not going to be able to score the basketball. There's no one else on this team that can do that. But why so wasn't why wasn't Love he keyed he on? Dropped. Why wasn't he keyed on against the Cavaliers last game? Because it's a regular season game. I I don't know. You're going up against a guy once. Every few weeks, if you're in the same conference, this isn't a real debate. Let's move no. on. Yeah, this I'll, is, I'll say this. this is I'll say this to end in on behalf of Tim. The Pacers last year probably played the the Cavs to one of their most competitive series in that in that whole playoff run they had. They could have easily won two of those games. Sure. Okay. Whatever. I thought we're Golden done. State was ridiculous. pretty competitive no, against done. the Cavs. Very okay. amount of credit. Let's to give move them. on. Let's move on. Let's talk about the Thunder since we've been talking about Paul George, his new home in Oklahoma City. Carmelo Anthony, Russell Westbrook, Paul George, not going so well. Uh, really, it's for me. It's a lack of bench. They're not deep. And star players don't seem to do as well with Russell Westbrook. Well, uh, much like last episode, I'd like to give myself a pat on the back for earlier saying that Carmelo Anthony was a problem in Oklahoma City. He's averaging 18 points per game and has a 40.4 field goal percentage, so around 40. If he finishes the season with that, or if the season ended today, that would be the lowest of his career. 
I don't think it's a matter of dropping talent. I think that, or age or whatever, I think it's just that he doesn't really like having superstars on his team. He does not do as well as he should. Um, you look in Denver, he had AI on his team, and they were, quite frankly, disappointing. Um, when he was the star of the show in New York, they weren't great, but they were a serviceable team. Um, so, yeah, that's what that's what I got. I don't think any of these players are selfish. I don't think that Melo is going out there. He wants to be the man. He wants to edge these guys out and have his own franchise again. I think that with the Knicks, he hated that when he was the only superstar. I think they all want to win, and they all want to coexist well, but they're all isolation basketball players. So I think that while they're not being selfish, it's going to take more time than we gave them to work it out. I guarantee you they make the playoffs. I just think it's going to take time to work it out, and they might not reach the potential that these guys have to play with each other. But that's the problem. Russ is not being selfish enough. They're all of them are taking 17 or 18 shots a night when Russ is clearly the best player on that team. The problem is they're playing isolation basketball. They just let Carmelo and Westbrook hang out in the post or just go one-on-one and they're not creative enough. They need Billy Donovan needs to be more creative. They need to learn how to mesh because if they're just going to play one-on-one all day, they're going to continue to lose. Yeah, um, going off the isolation uh, factor, I said the stat earlier in one of the earlier episodes. They were Paul George, Mello, and Russell Westbrook were all top three in isolation plays last season. And I called this from the beginning of the season. I don't think that this is going to work. I don't think they're going to figure this out. Their defense is also lackadaisical. Uh, Mello's- Their defense is second in defensive rating in the league. <laughs> just, just, yes. just no response. Oh my god! He got me. All right, I'll give Tyler that that's one. That's a tough one, Nick. Yeah, that's a tough Hang one. In there, big guy. But I still picked the Jaguars last week, and you said that was ridiculous. So, all right, you had to get me back. We'll get to that later. Um, but yeah, I don't think this is going to work out. I'm going to go with a little stretch here, uh, and I'm known for doing that on this show. But I think the option would be would be to fire Billy Donovan and replace him, and try to get. Uh, a guy that's done this, found a way for three superstars to work, like a guy like Doc Rivers, who seems to be on the hot seat in L.A. Wait, so, what? He did find just a way for three superstars to work. not work. The Clippers have been terrible. The Celtics Whoa, whoa, the Celtics. Okay, how long ago was that? Ten years? And they were oh, okay. very and, different players. And Kevin Garnett, well, Paul Pierce, and Ray Allen are much different players than exactly. Russell Westbrook, It's Paul a superstar George, thing, and I think if they could bring in a guy like that that knows how to get a system like this to work. Now, I'm not saying that Billy Donovan uh, should be fired. He should be fired. But I, I believe <laughs> that someone could do a better job to kind of get these guys to figure out a way to, to let this offense bloom because right now it's it's not working. Well, it's a lot of watch someone shoot and For me, the biggest problem is, other than those three guys, there's no one that can go get buckets on that team. Uh, but you those, you can, those you three, three guys, guys should be enough. Can get bucket yeah. at any moment. Any respectable coach in this league should be able to coach them to if a victory. Don't, if you don't See have a at, deep bench, you don't have a good team. If three-fifths of your team can score the ball at any moment, you should be able to get buckets. If Steven Steven Adams, but the thing is, you need player. to rest people. You you need to, uh, at th- at any given time, how often are those three all on the court? They have no bench. Most of the game. They can't play Okay, but what about for the rest of the game? They have a minus 20, plus minus? Like I just want to add here that the panic is really for nothing. They're two and a half games out of the five spot. They've okay, won they're four. 12 and 14. All right, all I'm saying is they've won four of their last six. They've got plenty of time to figure it out. This is not a panic and, you know, go crazy. They're two and a half games out of the I'm five spot. It should be noted also, apologies for interrupting you there, Tristan. It should be noted that they are 11 and 14 in games as the favorite. 
Hmm. What does that have to do with anything? Their bench it, it is, shows that it shows that when they're supposed to show up, they don't. The That's bench is really you. not that bad. Raymond Felton is a pretty good backup Stop point it. guard. Stop. Patrick, Stop. Patrick Stop. Patterson. Stop. Patrick Patterson is a solid NBA Stop. player. Raymond Felton. Are you crazy? Raymond Felton. <laughs> Jeremy Grant. Name okay, last year person? Russell Westbrook was playing like 40 minutes a game last year. If Russell Westbrook can do that alongside two other all-star players, they should win games. This is like, I, what are you talking about? When he's off the floor and Paul George's off the floor and Carmelo's off the floor, there is no one else in that team that can go get you a basket. Well, then okay. you haven't watched them because they don't really take all those yeah. guys off the floor at once together. There's it always one matter. big guy on the floor. Would you rather the have the Thunder team that had Westbrook and no one else or the Thunder team that has Westbrook plus two other All-Stars? The team without the two other All-Stars are doing better. Or I would okay. want the All-Stars. Which team has a better shot of winning the finals? you think that last okay. year's team had a better shot or this year's team has a better shot? If you look at Neither. records, the last year's team. I would okay, want- but without looking, not looking at the team, not their record. I would Even want if well, I mean, if, if you look at teams on paper, that's completely okay, different. Okay, include than their at record. In Inc- include the record. I you still take last year's team. Okay, I completely disagree. These guys have so much potential and talent. Look, in my opinion, I would want the superstars, but the fact is, you don't have a bench, so you're not going to win. You're not going to go deep. Done. Okay, let's move on. Nah, I'm Tristan not done, but I'll, I'll move that's on. Facts. We'll move on, that's but facts. I can contemplate that they do have a decent bench. Okay. I, I, I move on. Let's so, move on. So there have Three been All-Stars. rumors about uh, Boogie Cousins getting traded. Um, you know, he recently just landed with the Pelicans. Uh, what do you guys think of these rumors, news? I think they should absolutely trade him because I don't think he re-signs with the Pelicans. He says he regrets being loyal to the Kings, so why would he be loyal to the Pelicans who haven't been winning? Because they have Anthony Davis. But, okay, they haven't, they're not winning. Why would he stay loyal to this team and try and build the franchise with them if he could go somewhere and win? He already states that he, he regrets being loyal. I think that he's gone. Never, but do you think it's possible that's because of the people running San uh, Sacramento? Possibly, but I, I just I wouldn't uh, stake that a player is going to re-sign with me after he just says I regret staying loyal to a franchise. I think that he deserve. I think that he, because of his loyalty, he deserves to be selfish and just sign with a good team. He deserves that after suffering that long in Sacramento. I think they should trade him. Okay, I, I would just say that there's not necessarily a reason to trade him right now obviously as the season goes on but they're seventh in the west 14 and 14 obviously they're not going anywhere with how stacked the top half of the west is but they still need another guy if they want to compete they need a perimeter score anthony davis is great boogie's great but this team is going nowhere soon i would agree with that um to wait, as to waiting, rondo just came back and rondo is a point god when he wants to be but there's no perimeter threat still okay which is what you need. <laughs> I uh, still, if, if Rondo can lead... And Rondo then can't eights, shoot. I'm not... That was never going to say Rondo can shoot. That was an irrelevant thing to say. But that's the point you're addressing. That's not what I was well, addressing at all. I was saying that he is a beautiful ball distributor. He can get them more points a game. He'll average 12 assists a game on this team if just, he can play to his potential. Tyler, just give him a minute. His, his Dolphins won, okay? we got to let him have his shine. Now, anywho, um, going back to the, to the trade... I can see a couple trades working, but any team where Cousins is the star, that's not going to work at all whatsoever. I think maybe um, I'm looking at a trade here. Uh, Channing Frye and Monshumpert in the 28 first round pick, 2018 first round pick from the Brooklyn Nets, which probably would be, I don't know, maybe a top five. It's 11 right now. 11, okay. So if it gets to a top five, I can see maybe that working, and then Cousins can somehow play on the Cavs, and that would work. But I just 
I'm not a Cousins fan. I think he's a great player. Don't get me wrong, but he's a locker room um, kind of. He, he ruins locker rooms. So credit that trade idea to Bleacher Report, by the way. Yeah, Bleacher Report trade. There it is. Just, Go for it. Just getting that out there. I'm not so trying to get sued out here. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't make that trade if I'm the Pelicans, to be honest. I don't know what Channing Fry and I'm I think this is the best, the, the best option, though. I, I, I don't know. I don't think Boogie gets traded at all. I think he stays here. I agree. At least if he gets traded, it's it's near the end of the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. I, I I would I support that. Wait a little while, see if you can work it out. All right. So just just quick thoughts, guys. This is just lightning round here. Uh, ball brothers, Lamelo, Leangelo going to Lithuania to play pro ball. Lavar got his wishes. Boys are playing pro basketball. I think this is more a non-story than anything, but at the same time. It's I, I I don't know. I'm a big ball fan. Uh so I was probably gonna watch a little bit more UCLA than usual, so probably not gonna watch them as much as I would have. This is a joke. These guys are never gonna survive in Lithuania. Former Wisconsin guard Ben Burr said, I think they'll last about a month. It seems like the worst possible place they could have picked. These guys are never gonna survive. This is another Lavar Ball publicity stunt. You cannot seriously tell me that these guys are better in Lithuania, where I'm sure you couldn't even find on a freaking map than at college. I, I think Lavar's a bad dad. I up until this point I supported <laughs> Whoa. him. Listen, that's no, no no no. Listen, up until Lavar, come at our show, baby. Let's up, go. Up until this point, I, I actually gave him some respect for the fact that he promoted his family so much and he's put his kids in a good situation. But he just took Lamelo out of high school. Lamelo is a college is a high school dropout now, and he has to go play in another another country. In two years, he's going to be unemployed with no degree. He's not going to make it to the NBA from Lithuania. What this makes bro, you, say that? you can't tell me the competition is better in Lithuania than in college. Well, this this he bro, was on the track to the NBA. He was taken off of it, and now he has no high school. This degree. is a publicity like, stunt. Yabuseli played for him, and he's in the NBA now. He's not a great he player, did but he's not playing this junk league. This Lithuania is one of the best Vil- leagues. Didn't uh, no. Jonas Valanciunas uh, play in this league? I don't think that Lamelo is ready to play professional, so he's going to get eaten up out there, and then he's going to lose his job. It's going to be a culture shock. These are two. American kids who are From chilling LA. out, yeah, chilling out with money in LA, who are going to Lithuania. I don't know a lot about Lithuania, but I'm guessing there's not a lot of amenities in the middle of freaking nowhere. <laughs> this is a this is a joke. It's it's ridiculous. This is a 16 year old kid playing against some 30 year old grown men uh, with hair grown in places that I don't think Lamelo has ever seen. That took a turn. Uh, right, let's let's wrap this right. up right now. So you know, right. Come on, on that note, we're done. Come on. All right. All right. Let's move to the, uh, the MLB now. So, blockbuster trade, um, really just for the Yankees. Uh, they acquired Jean Carlos Stanton and most of his contract from the Marlins. Uh, Jeter doing his old franchise, a nice little service there. Uh, so, the Yankees are one game away from a World Series berth. Many think they're ahead of schedule. What does this make them now in the American League? Uh, I'll start with you, Galen. Yeah, to me, Tristan, this is um, interesting because with the Yankees now that they acquired a top slugger like Stanton, it definitely makes their starting lineup more of a force to be reckoned with than it was in 2017. And now I feel like in terms of one game away from World Series contention, I feel like they still need to address their pitching. And now I feel like that they gotten some luxury tax relief from the Marlins. I think now that they might possibly be in the mix for some top starting pitchers, such as Michael Fulmer or Zach Greinke. 
more likely Fulmer, but um, yeah, I feel like now that the uh, Yankees are definitely a force to be reckoned with. However, with the AL East, knowing how it's very wide open almost every year, I wouldn't count out the other teams just yet. Well, I think uh, I'm going to take you back a few years here. Uh, this reminds me of 03-04 offseason, where the Yankees, yeah, the Yankees made the World Series in 2003. Here they were one game away. Um, and they went out and acquired an MVP. In that case, Alex Rodriguez, and in this case, Giancarlo Stanton. Um, I think, and maybe this is just me, the Yankees were the team to beat before this trade, and the Yankees are the team to beat after this trade. However, having said that, um, they're certainly not unstoppable, as we saw the Red Sox beat the 04 Yankees. And I'm not even sure that this is a sign of success in the future, because uh, after acquiring Alex Rodriguez in the pre-2004 season, um, they didn't win a World Series until '09. So, um, although this makes the Yankees better, almost undoubtedly, it does not make them unstoppable. Yeah, and on paper, I I feel like um, yeah, it does make them good, but in reality, like we still have to see how they are on the field, and team chemistry definitely plays an important factor. Knowing how this Aaron Boone, who's the new Yankee manager, he hasn't had any coaching experience prior, so. Yeah, I, f- I feel like it just if um, it all depends on how they are on the field to see if we can take them seriously. I agree. They need I, to I d- win to be good. I just want to lay out the top of this order. You got Gardner, Gregorius. You probably put Judge and Carlo Sanchez. That's ridiculous. Their lineup is going to lead the league in home runs and no- strikeouts. Yeah. But still, they're going to score runs. Galen's right. Pitching's a problem. CC Sabathia is a free agent. Tanaka had those elbow issues last year. Pitching's going to be a problem. Sonny Gray, how good can he be? But their offense and their bullpen is legit. Definitely the team to beat in the American League, if not all of the major leagues. I want to throw a stat out there right now. The Red Sox, their entire team combined last year at 168 home runs. Last year, Stanton, Judge, Gary Sanchez, and Didi Gregorius had 169 home runs. So those four players on the Yankees had more home runs than the entire Red Sox roster. But the Red Sox response to Stanton, Judge, and Sanchez is Chris Sale, Rick Porcello, and David Price. If those guys can pitch to their Cy Young potential, they can match the talent in New York. If Rick Porcello is the response, the Red Sox have <laughs> issues. Um, yeah, I think we can all agree. uh, I think we can all agree that the Red Sox need to make something happen in order to directly compete Um, because right now their offense, if they hit another 168 home runs, that's not going to be good for them. Um, So, yeah, they they need to make a move themselves. But, again, the Yankees are good but not unstoppable. Yeah, definitely. The Yankees, they have two parts of the game shirt up. Uh, their lineup at bat in their bullpen. Yes, they that, got Robertson for a full year. Yes, and their starting um, their starting pitching is what is what needs to be addressed. I still think we can't rule out Houston in all of this. I think oh, Houston, no, of course not. No, no, no. ruling anybody. If, out. if we're going lineup by lineup, Houston easily stacks up with this lineup. I, I even with Stanton, even with Stanton, I think lineup to lineup, you can't count out the Houston. Oh no, the, no one's the nine them out. the nine that's coming out every every night for Houston. So. Absolutely. It'll be definitely be exciting to see the ball fly yeah, uh, in New York definitely. Um, this year. All right, let's move on to the NFL. So the patch just took a sad, sad, sad L 
to the Dolphins. Hallelujah. Which, yeah, okay. Keep singing. Uh, You're in the wrong state. It says a lot when this is the biggest win for the Dolphins Hallelujah. in a long time. Dolphins Congratulations, had their still. Super Bowl in week whatever. All right, so let's give um, Sunday 4 o'clock game, Pat Steelers. Uh, let's let's hear our preview, Phils. Let's see how what we think of this game. This game is going to be sick. This is going to be the best game you've seen all year. The Pats should be very concerned. Been through for 500 yards without Juju Smith-Schuster. Obviously, Tom Brady has to be better. He was one of the worst players on the field last week. The Pats also have a problem. Marcus Cannon went on IR. Cameron Fleming is just a bad right tackle. But the Steelers' defense without Ryan Shazier was really, really bad. They gave up 38 points to <laughs> Joe Hayden. To, they gave up 38 points Whoa. to Joe Flacco. So, I mean, this game is going to be a shootout. Yeah, um, I'm just going to say, put it simply, if the if the Pats can't stop Jay Cutler, how are they going to stop the Steelers' Exactly offense? what I was going to say. How are they going to stop the most talented offense stop, in the league? Can, if you can't stop Kenyon Drake and Jarvis Landry, how do you stop Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Antonio Brown, Brown is unguardable. Le'Veon Bell is like LaDainian Tomlinson. Um, this is... I think the Steelers are going to put up a ton of points on the Patriots. I'm, I'm going to call it a blowout. Um, wow. Yeah, I'm I'm, this is going to be a and blowout. Does, doesn't it go both ways? The Steelers gave up 38 points to Joe Flacco. Well, a blowout. A bl- I'm oh, talking about a blowout. A, oh, a blow, oh, kind of like your Jets this week. Okay, we're not more broken right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Sorry, I, I just forgot. I needed to know what a blowout was. <laughs> Um, I mean, a loss is a loss either way. Both the Jets and the Patriots took losses last week. They're right. pretty equal in my eyes. And Brady sucked last week. Mm. Brady okay, sucked. Yeah. All right, let's let's move on. Johnny, what do you have to say? Yeah, no, uh, it's going to be a shootout. Uh, it's going to be one of those Peyton, uh, Tom, and vintage Tom Ben. It should be good. I think I didn't if see vintage Tom last week, where's okay. it, where, where is it going to come back from? Shut, shut your mouth. Uh, I, I think <laughs> if we can get a guy like Kyle Van Noy back this week to put some pressure on Ben, we could not pressure Jay Cutler. You give any uh, you know NFL quarterback six seconds in the pocket, they'll probably find an open receiver, especially with Lon- I saw Jay Cutler especially, quite especially a bit. with Jarvis Landry and Devontae Parker on that team. You do not want to give Antonio Brown, Martavis Bryant, Juju Smith, who I I'm not sure will play yet. Le'Veon um, in the will. passing game as well. Le'Veon, you can't give those guys time. Um, it's going to be a shootout. The Steelers defense doesn't have anything on the Patriots. Vice versa. So a little maybe if we can get that pass rush back, um, it might be not as as high scoring as we think, but I think it'll be a shootout. Jay Cutler was mobile last week, and I think Ben Roethlisberger is even more mobile. That's so you guys false. have your hands full. Have you seen Big Ben move this year? He he's finally old. He's not mobile. He's slow, but he's he moves. Um, he gains momentum as he goes. <laughs> like a bowling ball. Yeah. This this Tom Brady doesn't do well in Miami. He's lost four of his last five games. Um, in his 38 last road games since 2013, three of his seven worst QBR games have been in Miami. I, I don't they're know what it is. Team. They, yeah, there's something about that stadium that just gets him. We actually have a new stadium. All right, it's well, that city. Years. Apologies, Dylan. Sorry, Didn't nobody, nobody gives two craps. Well, we're going to cut, so. cut all Miami Dolphins fan comments out of the... Let's just yeah. continue just, here. Just in the way that Miami has something on Tom Brady, Tom Brady has something on the Steelers. He's 7-2 and two all time in the regular season against them. Um, you're also adding Gronk back, which I haven't heard anyone mention. Right, right, That's right. That's going to draw defenders. He probably won't go 0-11 on third down again. Um, it, it was a fluke, and he'll be back. 
really good teams have bad games. That's what happened in Miami on Monday night. If you think Tom Brady is going to have two really bad performances in a row, you're crazy. Tom Brady will be his regular self come Sunday in Pittsburgh. It's more of the Pats defense not being able to stop Pittsburgh. I think that's what it's more about. That is a problem. This offense for the Steelers has been cooking, like you mentioned, been through for over 500 yards against the Ravens, who have a stingy defense themselves. Um, so this this should be a fun game. This should be a fun game. Um, we're hoping to keep it clean in this game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, we'll see. That's There's true. no clean games in Miami. Um, all right, let's move on to actually the Packers and the Cowboys. Um because they are the Packers get Aaron Rodgers back. Cowboys have been winning games. What are their chances of making the playoffs? There's one player I never bet against in the NFL, and that's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he's the best player in the league, and he's accomplished incredible things when his back is against the wall. Uh, but it's up to the Packers as a team um, to be a tough Carolina team on the road, and then arguably the best team in the NFC in Minnesota, which will be at home for. Um, and then they take on Detroit. Thinking they're going to win out is a high demand, considering these are three teams with winning records. Um, but if anyone can do it, it's Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I do think they will snag the last wild card spot. If I had to bet, I would say the Packers go ten and six. They went from four and six to ten and six last year. I think they can go from seven and six to ten and six this year. I wouldn't bet they make the playoffs just because of the way the NFC looks, and ten and six might not get them in. But I would bet they go ten and six under Aaron Rodgers. I agree with Dylan. Ten and six may not be enough. As Nick said, they have to beat the Panthers, Vikings, and Lions three consecutive weeks. Aaron Rodgers coming off of injury. I don't see it happening. Now we talk about the Cowboys. I see them having a better chance than the Packers. They're going to get Zeke back. They play the Raiders, who are junk. The Eagles without Carson Wentz, you don't know what you're going to get. And they play the Seahawks. If they play the Seahawks, they would probably finish with the same record and own the tiebreak. The Cowboys at 10 and 6 mm. probably have a better chance than the Packers at 10 and 6. Um just just looking at trends here cuz I tend to do that. From December 1st through the end of the regular season last year, Aaron Rodgers went 13 touchdowns with zero interceptions. The end of the season, he probably probably will do the same. From what I hear, he's been looking great in practice. Um, I guess Practice. we'll see, but cool. You can go ten and six, but you still have to. The NFC is very competitive. I'm not yeah. saying it's I'm not saying he'll make the playoffs, but I think Dylan's ten and six is very attainable for this team. I think the unique thing about this situation with Green Bay and with Dallas is the fact that the divisions they both lie in are two of the best. The, the two best teams in the NFC, the Vikings and the Eagles, are both up top. So now the Cowboys, Tyler said. He sees them having a better chance going 10-6, and six, right, but they have no shot at winning the division. Packers still could possibly win that division. I mean, it's very unlikely that Minnesota would lose three, but you can see, you know, if they do end up losing three, and Aaron Rodgers, I feel like he, he can be a guy to win three, then they have a better shot. But two 10-6 teams, I don't know if that's enough in, in the NFC this year with the Rams being good with the Seahawks with Carolina and even the Falcons who I think might make a run in the playoffs Mm -hmm. um all right let's talk about the Eagles um they lost their MVP candidate Carson Wentz to torn ACL done for the year they got a good a solid backup who he proved he can play in this league and Nick Foles uh what are the Eagles chances at a Super Bowl run with Nick Foles at the uh 
at the quarterback spot. Zero. I don't know. I don't know what their chances are at a Super Bowl run, but they're still a serious contender. Nick Foles is a fine NFL quarterback. Sixty. This is career stats. Sixty percent completion percentage. Fifty-six touchdowns to twenty-seven picks. And we see what Rams quarterbacks have done without Jeff Fisher. Case Keenum, my boy, he's been a beast. Jared Goff's playing like a beast. Nick Foles is a fine quarterback, and he is very capable of leading them to a Super Bowl. I don't know, but they're still very dangerous. I actually agree with Tyler. I think the Eagles are still contenders. They still got that running game. Um, I don't see them as Super Bowl contenders. Not a chance. Nick Foles is a good backup. Um, you know, he's played well in Philly before, but again, I don't. I just don't see them beating Minnesota or Seattle with with uh, Nick Foles at the quarterback position. Yeah, I was a little quick to say zero right there, but you know, in terms I, of the Super Bowl, they're, I think they're going to be. They not zero. terrible, but they're not going to beat the top teams in the NFC. No. We just talked about how 10-6 won't get you into the playoffs. Not you when think, you lose your best player. You think your backup quarterback is going to get you into the... Uh, your MVP candidate being out and your backup quarterback being in is going to get you there? Probably not. Yeah. Tim well, mentioned earlier this year that most of their whims have come against uh, teams that are less than 500, and that's a really valid point, but I thought that under Carson Wentz that was uh, irrelevant and that the team around them was built to win. But take, keeping that in mind, they haven't really been tested a ton this year, and I think that without Wentz leading them, it could be hard. But I've seen Nick Foles play like a top-five quarterback, so all bets are off for me. I think the key is that offensive line. If that offensive line stays healthy, they're going to give Nick Foles time um, to, to make a throw. And we've seen him under that Chip, Chip Kelly offense that first year. When Nick Foles is given time in the pocket, the man can deliver. I mean, he had two interceptions all year, had one of the best um, touchdown to interception ratings ever. So do I think they'll make it to, uh, to the Super Bowl? I think they could make it to the Super Bowl. I don't think they'll win. I think whoever's coming out of the AFC is going to be better, whether it be <sighs> Ben Patriots. or Tom. I'll take Ben or Tom any day against Nick Foles, and I'll take a lot of NFC quarterbacks over Nick Foles, but I still think the team around them is still good enough to go. All right. Def- the NFC is definitely going to be an, it's an interesting playoff picture right now. It'll be interesting to see who gets in. Some good uh, division matchups coming up. Definitely. All right, let's move into our NFL picks. So first game up, we talked about the Pats and Steelers already. Um, Then we go on to a big game um, in this division, Chargers-Chiefs. That's a big game for both teams. And then Packers-Panthers, it's going to be interesting to see if Rodgers um, can beat a good Carolina team coming off injury. Uh, So get us started with Pats-Steelers. I think, as I've said, the Pats are going to win, and Tom Brady's going to show up and not be last year or last week. And um, I think that Patricia will make sure the defense is adequate. So I say the Pats by more than 10. I don't know about by more than 10, but I'm taking the Patriots. Steelers defense will struggle without Shazier, and Belichick rarely loses two in a row. I'm taking the Steelers. I'm still riding a high from CMI. Miami Dolphins defeat the Super Bowl winning Patriots. Uh, I think that the Why did Steelers- you put quotes around that? You'll have a chance uh, to do it next year, too. <laughs> I think that Brady uh, ended his career in Miami last week, and they're going to retire. That's a hot take. Two picks, take. two picks right now. I think I pick that the Steelers went. I pick that Brady never has a good, good game again. That's a hot take. Wow. Wow. At, what, wow. at what point does a take stop Everybody being hot, hot that. and just start being that. foolish? That's the dumbest thing I've uh, ever heard. Six weeks but. ago, when uh, Johnny said that. The Lonzo is going to lead the Lakers to the playoffs. As well. Hey, whoa, Pick whoa! Stopped. They are three right. games. They game are three picks. games out game of a playoff picks. spot. Game picks. Now four actually. They lost last night. Anywho, um, Pats. Uh, you can't bet against Tom Brady two in a row. Tim already said it. Seven and three regular season. Seven ten, and two. 
No, I think it's seven and three. Seven and two. Pro well, football t- reference disagrees. Ten and three. <laughs> ten and three all time. I know that. That's ten and possible. three all time with playoffs. Nope. So, ten and two all time. Ten and two. Even better. Perfect. Uh, so yeah, uh, but it, it'll be eleven and two. I'm taking Pittsburgh. Um, the Steelers are playing with passion right now. They're playing for Shazier. They got the most talented offense in the league. I'm saying they put up plus forty against that awful Patriots defense. I'm hoping to see a shootout. It'll be fun. They're not awful, by the way, anymore. No, um, I, I, I think they still are. Jake over three hundred yards. Yeah, with n- everyone hurt. Okay, so are they hurt or are they good? All right, let's move on. <laughs> All right, big divisional game <laughs> what, what here. Uh, I think Johnny <laughs> predicted the Chargers would win this division. Um, they're looking good right now. We laughed now. at him, uh, and we laughed, but. We Chargers are looking good right now, and they got the Chiefs. Uh, this would be a huge game for the Chargers to win. They're hot right now. Chiefs are not. Uh, who gets the dub in this one? Well, Dylan's been saying it all year. Phillip Rivers is not clutch, therefore I take the Chiefs. I'm that, what, what is That's not even true. I, I don't. That absolutely is true. I'm, I'm taking... He'll get you real close. Yeah, I'm, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm taking the Chargers. Their defense is good. Joey Bosa, Melvin Ingram, Casey Hayward, and they're going to shut down Alex Smith. Not that that's difficult to do but they're gonna do it i believe that philip rivers will lead the los angeles chargers to a very narrow loss this week and the chiefs are gonna win oh my god uh the Chargers are the worst best team in the nfl and what i mean by that is when they lose they lose very close which dylan you are you seem to be right on that but they're gonna win they're gonna keep winning uh and philip rivers is might even take this team to an afc championship i'm taking <laughs> I'm going to take the Chargers. Um, Joey Bosa's balling out. That, you know, Casey Hayward, like Tyler was saying. Uh, Alex Smith, he's my boy, but he's – I just don't see him pulling this one out. That's a tough one. That's yeah. a tough one. Because he's tough bad. One. That's a tough one. Not because he's bad. But. All right, let's move on. Uh, Aaron Rodgers uh, likely returning this week against the Panthers. Uh, this is a big game for uh, Packers. Also for Cam Newton um, and the – and the Panthers, uh, who do you guys got in this one? I think this is about as close of a toss-up as you can get. Mm. Uh, Cam and the Panthers are on fire. Uh, the Packers are getting Aaron Rodgers back, who has <laughs> some late-season heroics, so I, I take the Packers here. But again, it could go either way. I'm taking the Panthers just because I don't know what Aaron Rodgers is going to give me first game back after being hurt for so long. Panthers are also obviously really good. Cam Newton's playing like a beast. I'm taking them. I picked these first two matchups with my ego. I might as well keep it going. I'm going to pick the Packers because I think Aaron Rodgers is an unstoppable force. I'm going to pick the Packers. I'm going to pick Jordy Nelson to catch a couple touchdown passes because he's on my fantasy team and I need him to. <laughs> so Packers are going to win this one. Panthers are still one of the best teams in the NFL, no doubt about that, with that legit defense. But I think the Packers are going to shock a lot of people. Yeah, I'm not betting against the best player in the league. I'm picking Green Bay. I think Tom Brady is better. Well, you bet okay. against Tom Brady every oh, week. When was the last time Aaron Rodgers lost to Jay Cutler? Had was the last yeah. time Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl? That's actually probably false because, uh, well, it, it could have been a while ago. When but was the last time Aaron Rodgers lost a lot because it was the NFC North. All we know for sure is that Jay Cutler beat Tom Brady. All right, yep. Jay Cutler beat Tom Brady. The Dolphins are 6-7. and And... That's going to do it uh, for this episode. <laughs> what a way to end. For this episode. Season finale. Of Sports Talk. Season finale. Full Whoa. of arguably dumb but hot takes. A uh, little bit of fire under under us today, fellas. Good episode. It's been real. We'll see you in January. Yes. See you in January. Adios. Though.